Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we broke a lot of hearts this week as we had to say goodbye to several of our beloved performers from WWE as well as NXT. We discussed what the future might hold for them. Plus, WWE tells us who is next in line. Kevin Owens gets a new deal, and AEW might just have us hooked. We are looking to control the narrative ah, this I guess week you did, I what you did for there. this final battle <laughs> in the, the Ring of Honor that we call Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively on WrestleAttic Radio. And it starts right now. It's almost fucking Christmas, isn't it? It's Stop really it. close, dude. It's next week. Yeah. I can't wait to podcast in my bathrobe. That was like one of the top <laughs> things I put on my list of bathrobes. So get ready, nation. Yes, yeah, so, chest here I don't have coming out of a bathrobe. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 275. 200. And 75, I feel like that's like a baby milestone for us. We're almost at 300. This is a baby milestone. I missed you guys the past two weeks. Yeah, we're like a half, we're, we're half, a, half a year away from 300, which is a cool thing. I am your host, uh, King Ricky Rose, alongside Willie T and DK Murphy. We have not been, we have not performed or done a show in a couple weeks, because, you know, we had to do a little bit of a dynamite visit in a suite uh, at the UPS Arena, among other things. There's a lot of crazy things going on in these last two weeks of wrestling, so be prepared, because we have an absolutely loaded show tonight. But before we get into any of the crazy shenanigans that has happened. Will, welcome back. I am back. Uh, we're, last week, we, you guys at the arena. The week before, where's my ex? Oh, yeah, my friend had, my friend had a crisis. That wasn't really a crisis. I was low-key, yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking mad at him. But uh, <laughs> it, he, he overcame it. I was a good friend. And um, I didn't get to talk about Survivor Series, which I guess <laughs> might be a good thing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. I missed this podcast. This podcast is my baby. It's my very first. Um, it's, it's, it took my virginity. My seven years is coming up. Uh, two months wow, from two months from today. Oh my god! Will be seven yeah. years. Two months from today. Can you believe that, Kay Murphy? I can't. I really can't believe it. I um, I had to reflect last night on how long I've been a part of Kings of the Rings because I am trying to get into freelance voiceover work because I want money. You and... would be a great freelance voiceover person. I think you'd be really good. Thank you. I took so... voice lessons to try and do the same thing. It's a lot of fun. I should do yeah. freelance voiceover work. Too. It's fun, hard. Dude. It's hard to get gigs, but it's a lot of fun. I yeah. found I'll we'll talk about it after the show, but I had to write a like a bio and <laughs> I talked about how I have over three years of podcasting experience and oh. you know promotional vo- voiceover, aka recording WrestleAttic Radio merch. Commercials. <laughs> And then I you write like, my resume too. And then like a Broadway actor, I gave all of my credits. K Murphy has also appeared on those Wrestling Girls podcast, Game Changer podcast, The Delight Show, The Gift of Podcast. Like Shout out to Max all- real quick. And actually real quick, I do want to make this Can public. We? Yeah. I do want to make this public um, before we talk about anything else on the show. Kentucky Obviously, has been leveled. Yeah, and... Kentucky and most and a lot of the southern, the Midwest, would you be the Midwest or the South or the South Midwest, whatever you want to call oh, it, yeah. has been uh, devastated by these tornadoes that have happened. And one of our good brothers, one of the 
one of the, I haven't said maybe the patriarch of WrestleAddict Radio for all intents and purposes, uh, Man's mm-hmm. Chapel had his life upended uh, from him. The the house is, I don't know, you probably know more than me, Kay, but I know the house is in shambles. The whole family had to move to a hotel, and Man still has to work. Yeah, Mance uh, has been in town working, and everybody is safe. Everybody is okay. They, I know they are. They are staying somewhere, and I'm just hoping that everything gets better for them soon. Yeah. So, if y'all could send them all the positive energy you could spare, that would be much appreciated from all of us. He's or you can in... do something better and send them money to Mance. Has put some links up on his personal Twitter page. So, if you want to donate to help him and his family out, you can do so. I can. We can link you guys to Mance's. Um, Twitter handle and, and all of that stuff uh, you, later on. You can on. do so, that. You can also go directly and donate to Wrestle Act Radio. We'll make sure all those proceeds go directly to Mance. Um, BiggestPodcastSolutions.com. Head to the Wrestle Act Radio page, the Kings of the Rings page, the YLP page, the Mr. Fred's yeah. page, or even Mance's page. Mance's page itself is still up there. Um, all the, it, it, It's a PayPal donation link. It goes straight to the Wrestle Act Radio account. We'll make sure it gets over to Mance. He's in Kentucky. Correct? Yes. Yes. Kentucky, yes. In Dawson Springs. Or was in Dawson Springs, yeah. It's it's not pretty over there. It I've seen very, pictures, very and it's... Scary. It is scary. Yeah. Yeah, so just to let you know, man, so if you get a chance in some way to listen to this, if this brings you some sort of... some sort of calmness or peace, just, let it, just to let you know, we are all thinking about you, and we're going to do what we can to help you out. So We love you, and Bill Goldberg loves you. <laughs> Yes, especially Bill Goldberg loves you as well. Okay, I see you with your Jeff Hardy sleeve um, going on right there, Kay. And we have a lot to talk about regarding Jeff Hardy. Oh, good, I have a lot to say. Obviously, the episode is called These Rebel Hearts, and a lot of, I don't know, maybe um, anti-establishment wrestlers uh, did, I wouldn't say get the boot, except for this guy named Jeff Hardy. Thank you to the Matt Men for this great graphic. But Jeff Hardy was, for most people's um, standpoints, unexpectedly released from WWE. Now, Kay, I'm going to leave this to you because I know, one, this is your thing, and you probably have a lot more information about the circumstances surrounding Jeff Hardy's unexpected release. So what do you know? Okay, so I believe he got released the day after AEW, right? Uh, something like that, yes. So... I was in very much an emotional tailspin for having seen CM Punk. And then in our Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon chat, cheap plug, if you subscribe, you get this news first. Mm-hmm. Um, it broke in the Patreon chat that Jeff Hardy was released. And I did not take it well. Yeah, you had a bad day. <laughs> I had a very bad day. But... As I initially was just upset, but then I did a lot of digging and I have been obsessively digging for days. So a couple days prior to this, Jeff was on a live event in, I believe, Texas. He was in a tag match with Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. Drew, and the Bloodline. So Ooh. Jeff appeared sluggish during the match. He was holding his stomach and he was moving like he just was not moving like he normally does. At one point, like, he takes a bump and he just, like, collapses. And then he rolls out of the ring and just goes into the crowd and dips in the middle of the match and does not come back. Okay. Jeff got pulled from the tour. Um, That was, I think, that was 
This Saturday before we went to AEW. Gotcha. And was he replacing that match by somebody? Yes. Rey Mysterio replaced him for the rest of the tour in that match. Okay. And they won the match. So, like, apparently Drew Drew was doing the Jeff Hardy dance, trying to be, like, I guess almost to try to, like, acknowledge that, like, Jeff wasn't there. Because it was very confusing. Mm -hmm. But... And I immediately, because I'm a psycho, I cross-referenced <laughs> this with Victory Road. I watched them back to back, mm. and he is not moving like he's fucked up and on drugs or drinking. So the day that video came out, the IWC went off saying that Jeff Hardy's on drugs again. Jeff Hardy has relapsed. It's such a shame. Jeff needs to retire once an addict. Like, a lot of really disgusting anti-addiction talk. And as somebody that is also an addict and is also in recovery, I take serious offense to that because a lot of the dialogue surrounding Jeff Hardy is very harmful. You know, Jeff Hardy is a fucking legend. And he gets viewed as a liability more than a legend because of a match that was 10 years ago and a DIY and a DUI that was several years ago at this point. Okay, I, I wonder if you went back to those same people's social medias to the six weeks ago, what were they saying about John Moxley? Hmm. Probably They're- probably the exact opposite. We're saying, We love you, John. Get better soon. Get, like you're doing get the, the right help thing. you deserve. It's right? true though. I bet they are, because, I mean, that's not just a wrestling problem. That's just a social media problem, regardless that people are so fucking two-faced and fake. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, there is no evidence that this was related to his issues. Now, I saw, I don't know how true this is, but I saw something. Oh, I have more info. That, I wasn't done. That WWE offered him help, and he said no? Okay, can you he was again? offered rehab. Okay, and he so, said, okay. They offered him rehab, and he said no, and then he got released. So they, I found this out yesterday because Jeff has sort of spoken. He, he, was, on, he was on something he with, was on uh, Matt's, with Brother Matt. He was on Matt's Twitch. Yeah. So Jeff is doing a bunch of concerts in the Midwest within the next couple of weeks. He's on like a mini tour for his music program mm-hmm. pro, uh, project. So he was promoting that. He had mentioned that he was listening to, I think, Release Me by Wilson Phillips, which, lol. And he didn't say anything about it himself. Matt was saying that Jeff has been the healthiest, best place that he's ever seen him in, that Jeff is not drinking. Jeff is not using pills. Um, they He said they drug tested Jeff at that show. Okay. They, we don't know what the results were, obviously. Yeah, but Matt said like that the results will come back clean. Okay. And that he feels that WWE was very hasty in releasing him. It's because, a, it, like, it's interesting. I mean, cause if I speak for not if I can speak for WWE, but more so, like it's a hard line to toe these days um, because you have it's unfortunate that it, using the history against, but you have somebody who is a you know is an addict, um, but you've given chances to before. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times when you're when you're a company of that size and status, you don't want any bad marks on you. Not only that, yeah, like if 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 a if a company like WWE, who by the way paid for John Moxley's rehab, that was floating out mm-hmm. there, which weird, but 
I'm not going to shit on good news. Like, I'm glad that they paid yeah. for it. And I'm glad they take care of the talent, even though they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Makes me beg why AEW didn't pay for it, but whatever. Uh, it's not important. But if if WWE felt Jeff Hardy needed rehab and he said no, I think the release is valid. I think the release is fair. Now, does Jeff need rehab? Is he off the wagon? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I hope I hope he isn't, and if he does, I hope he gets the help he needs. But I'm not going to judge the man one way or the other because I just don't have enough information. But if WWE feel yeah. like, feels like he needed help and they offered and he said no, I think I would have released him. I definitely would have released him. Okay, but what's really frustrating is, A, they didn't wait for any re- for results of a drug test to offer him rehab and to offer an addict rehab when they're sober. Because they were unwell during a match. That's it's yeah, it's fucking gross. And like honestly, for that, WWE should be a little ashamed of themselves because it's not fair to hold that over Jeff's head. And also, not only do they hold it over his head in real life, they're still using it in storylines. What do you mean? Well, fucking his entire feud with Sheamus. With Seamus oh, shitting years on ago. Jeff. I thought you meant, I thought you meant they're still using it now. Now, that was, what, a year or two? I think it was 20, that was 2020. 2020. Yeah. Which like, we, we talked about that on this podcast, and uh, me and Kay differed. I mean, if they're two guys, if they both of them are fine with it, and it's respectful, I'm cool with that. I think it's good television. But I understand, especially for an addict, it it's testy. Yeah. 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 So, and honestly... IWC, I'm go, coming for you. You can go fuck yourself, IWC. You really can because yeah. you immediately assume that Jeff Hardy is on drugs, using again, that he was clearly fucked up. Just because you watch wrestling a couple hours a week does not mean you know anything. You... You let you listen to f- f- motherfucker JD, who Baron Corbin chat on publicly because wow, you let, wow, wow, you were lowest of a low of Baron Corbin shits on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Baron Corbin said that JD from New York is one of the dumbest people out there because he is spinning a narrative that Jeff Hardy is pretending to act like he relapsed to be released. That's fucking absurd. That's, that is wild. You would just ask for your release. And Jeff Hardy said this publicly. He wants a match with Roman Reigns. He wanted to be in that title picture. We, is, were, we were going to get that match yeah, with Roman Reigns. That was that was scheduled to happen. Rumor has it around February. Which, yeah, hey, we, I would love to see that match. Right? Yeah, like when they brought him back, it was rumored he was going to get a title run. Now, he probably didn't because of his, his history with issues. He could be, quote-unquote, unreliable. And is that fair or not? You know, that's a whole different conversation. But just to assume that he was off the wagon, I think is insanely fucked up. I think it's possible, but I don't know. I don't know the guy. I, I have not seen the video either. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen what... enough to say he hasn't or he has. The video to me looks like he either had like a stomach, because he's holding his stomach. Yeah. So okay. it gave me either stomach problems or like rib breathing kind of problems, even a Appendix or and maybe, he had to, maybe he had to take a really, really rough shit. Yeah, dude, that right. too. He had, and he like, had the runs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he didn't want to pull a sample. You take one bump and it's all out there. Like, it could, it could have been yeah, like life or death. Down his fucking <laughs> jeans. <laughs> but, like, Matt, Matt said that it's Jeff's, sto- it's Jeff's story to tell and Jeff will talk about it. I'm assuming yeah. Jeff is going to talk about it in March. When, when the 90 days are up, yes. Yeah. 
So, he, by the way, he's going to be a free agent two days after Revolution. Just throwing that out there. It is, it is possible. But I mean, there, there's a lot of things another, to consider here. But this is the thing. Like, I'm not here. Like, I eventually would love to see Jeff Russell in AEW, but I that's not a priority right now. No. And the internet community can fuck themselves because the same people that are shitting on Jeff Hardy for being unreliable are saying that he's going over to AEW. He's opening the door. Hardy boys against the Young Bucks, like, well, and fancy booking just, that's him just good, That's just good marketing. If on his part, he, <laughs> he should be teasing it, right? Like, that's his yeah. right thing to do as a wrestler. He's no, still- I mean, the assholes on the, in the IWC that are already fantasy booking him and yeah. when that might not be something he might want to do, like, right away. Like, Jeff is getting older, and we know that Jeff is approaching his last run. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe he wants a minute. Well, the IWC and- has been very weird recently, too. Like, because well, I know we're going to talk about Kevin Owens, but they got mad at Kevin Owens oh for, my re- God. for re-signing with WWE. I can't with them. Oh, please. I Actually, I, I had some thoughts about that, but we'll talk about that. Let's let's wrap up Jeff real quick. You know. Uh, he deserves th- his flowers. No, Jeff does deserve his flowers. And I hope he's and okay. I honestly. Because getting was- fired is traumatic. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, I honestly wasn't on the Jeff train until Survivor Series. I was like, oh, this motherfucker still got it. Yeah, he still got it. He turned it on. He did a great performance. I honestly (laughs) thought he was going to win. And I honestly think he should have won. He should have won. That was the most exhilarated I've ever felt live in a wrestling event in my entire life. Y'all saw me. And you saw CM Punk twice before that. Exactly. (laughs) Uh (laughs) But, you know, from from WWE's standpoint, if they feel that this is something that is necessary for them to validate that you are not a liability as an offering, giving, say, maybe you should do rehab, and then he denies it from a from a business standpoint, a business standpoint only, that tells them, I, this could be a potential risk and a liability. It's better to cut our losses now. Not saying it's the right thing to do, but that's the thought thought process in mind. I, I think it's justified, especially because if Jeff ever does need rehab, he knows that the offer is always on the table for WWE to help him. Yeah. So, so many that, that, that doesn't mean I think he had issues or he needs rehab, but I do think that if WWE thinks he needed rehab, then the release is justifiable. Yeah. Um, and also, with, with drug, if you got drug tests on the spot, those drug tests come back pretty instantaneously. You're not waiting days for that thing to be released. So they, yeah. they know something, or somebody knows something. It's been like over, what, almost two weeks now? Somebody knows what the results of that of that piss test or whatever it was uh, is. I think uh, he's he might be unwell, like, physically. Or mentally, like, right? Or I mean, mentally, you know, yeah. We don't. Here's the: we don't know what the rehab was for. We're assuming it's drug and alcohol rehab. That's not. It, there's tons of rehab that you that's can go true. to. That's true. Right? That is true. They could have wanted to go inpatient because he's thinking of hurting himself. Like you don't know. Yeah, you know, we don't know if he wanted if they needed him to go to like a, a mental health facility for some sort of mental rehab or phys- or maybe even just physical therapy rehab. You yeah. know, maybe well, he's Matt- hurt. Matt straight up has said that like mentally and stuff, Jeff is the most like sound and like the best he's ever been. Yeah, and I, I watch his his interview with Austin, and I believe it. I do. Th- I like if he if you told me Jeff Hardy was like fell off the wagon and was using again, I'd be like, I don't believe you. I think he, I guess I, I just literally don't believe it. I literally spoke to him about it. I remember like, sober. 
Yeah. Like I, the minute that video came out of him, I knew it was not drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You know. So like, fuck but, anybody who assumes, because that's yeah. really shitty of you. I agree. And you can block not, me if you don't agree. Yeah, no, you should not assume, but we also, I do, you know, from the therapist in me, also has to make, you know, obviously we were, there is a cycle here when it comes to um, recovery, you know, know. And, and part of that, I, I know, this isn't for UK, and this is for the populace, um, and part of that cycle is relapse, and relapse is a real thing that happens, that's part of the road to recovery, because you mm-hmm. don't get it in the first shot all the time. And some people relapse multiple times. That happens. Yeah. We're not saying Jeff relapsed. We're saying that relapse is a part of the recovery process. And it's an ongoing part of the recovery process. And there's, and the, and the and there's no shame is, in relapsing if you do. Like, that exactly. is a part no, of Absolutely the not. Absolutely Even not. if Jeff relapsed, like, I would never be, like, upset at him for it. Like, it's a part of being an addict. Yeah. The, the thought process is the more you go through the cycle, the further between relapses you get. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I was I was so – we didn't get to really talk about Moxie going to rehab that much. Maybe we did not remember. I but, don't remember. But I was so surprised by how supportive not, – like, not, not, not just the fans, I was to be expected, but how AEW as a company handled it publicly on TV. Yes. Like, WWE just wouldn't talk about it. Like CM mm-hmm. Punk came out and cut a five minute promo just on John Moxley going to rehab, and I was like, yes. you know, that's a big shift societally on how mm-hmm. people view addicts and rehab. And I was just like, honestly, for someone who doesn't struggle with rehab or issues and addiction like that, it was very refreshing. It yeah. was. I agree. It was, and it's like, well, now we're back at this again, <laughs> right? It's just right yeah. back to the bullshit. But I hope Jeff Hardy gets the help he needs if he needs it. And if he doesn't, you know, fuck everyone else. I hope he continues on his path. But, you know, yeah. I was into a podcast today and specifically on recovery. That was just like, I never thought about. He's like, you don't only got to look out for the low points. You got to look out for the high points as well. Now it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. fuck. But yeah, when you think, <laughs> you're, when think, you think you're too good, when you think you're, you're so good, you think you're invincible again. Yeah. So there's something in recovery. It's usually in the early stages of recovery, but I th- I think it can. It's an attitude that can come as you're fo- longer in your sobriety. It's called the pink cloud, mm-hmm. where you are you're like so into your sobriety and like you're you cannot be tarnished. Like nothing will deter you. And like it is it's like a hubris sort of you. You're you're fucking real cocky about it. Yeah, yeah. And I have found because I have been there. I have tried getting sober before where I'm at right now. Like I'm going, I'm four and a half years now, but I used to not be able to stay sober longer than three months. And the three month mark is be like, I'm the shit. I got this. I, I have it under control. And then I would feel like, Oh, I can have a glass of wine. Mm. And then one glass of wine becomes two becomes a bottle with eight shots, you know? Yeah. So, the highs are just as important to monitor as your lows. Uh, absolutely. We hope, uh, like I said, we hope Jeff gets the uh, gets the help if he needs it, and we just hope Jeff's in a good place. Uh, but it, I will say, it was a great to see a crowd go crazy for Jeff Hardy again because I haven't. I don't think I ever experienced that even in the height of the action there. You were at his mania return. Yeah, but like. What happened since then? Not much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, man, Brooklyn, is- Brooklyn was a great crowd at Survivor Series. I didn't get to talk about yeah. that, but we were a fantastic crowd. If I can pat myself on the back. 
We had fun. Yeah. And the crazy thing about Jeff Hardy is before you've been doing this show, um, is that yesterday, uh, this is all over Twitter, too, yesterday was the 13-year anniversary of Jeff Hardy winning the world title. You're goddamn right first it was. Time. Mm. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. But uh, move on. So Jeff Hardy was released, and Johnny Gargano said his final farewell and became a officially a free agent after signing a one-week extension just to participate in NXT War Games um, last week. What's a way to go? What a what a Johnny Gargano way to go. Uh well did you uh, watch War Games at all? No, I did not. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot it was happening and I watched Judgment Day two thousand like three instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. we will we'll talk about a little bit of a war games recap uh, a little bit towards the towards when we get a little bit before our break. Um however there was um Johnny Gargano came out to Rebel Heart number one. Nice. He also his gear, his gear was an amalgamation of all of his famous takeover gears. Nice. All in one. It's like Ricky's Avengers wall, but on his body. <laughs> uh, Will, Will hasn't seen the event. I have to take a picture of what it looks like now. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. It had Johnny Takeover on it. Um, it was wild. He he ends up being a part of the finish. Where he pretty much sacrifices himself before uh, sacrifices his own body so that Chopper can <laughs> meet Carmelo Hayes. Like the way that it shot will is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Obviously, they end up losing the match because you always go out on your back. Um, at the end of War Games, Johnny said on Tuesday, I'm going to explain everything as best as I can. I did watch NXT on Tuesday or last me Tuesday. Too. He sucked um, me in. You know, he sucked me in. And in Johnny Gargano fashion, he says he doesn't know what the future is going to be held, hold for him, but he says the he does know in February he's going to have a new job and he's going to become a father. Yeah. And that's what he's looking forward to. And then in total wrestling fashion, Grayson Waller takes him out. And that's how the show. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And that's how the show ends. I was like, "Wow, Grayson Waller just be just became the most hated man in wrestling." Yeah. And then I thought about it the next day. I go, "Oh my god, it fucking worked." Johnny got another person over on his way out. Of course he does. I mean, this guy. This guy has literally <laughs> He's been the best. He is. He is the heart of NXT. Like literally, like, it was Sami Zayn, and then it just quickly became Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah. What a run. Man, what a fucking run. Have you heard his, did you hear his speech before he got taken out? No. It's pretty great. He talked about how in that, how in the PC, his first time there, he was told he would never be signed by WWE again. But he would never ever be signed by WWE. And it was William Regal who fucking vouched for him over and over again until they signed him. Good. Yeah. Which is absolutely wild. He said that, he came to do a dark match or something, and the crowd went crazy for him so much, but they kept bringing him back even though he was an unsigned talent mm. until he was signed, which is, it's cr- it's crazy. And like I said, this is all heartfelt and make you sob, and then Grayson Waller just attacks him from behind. But wherever Johnny goes, bless God bless this man. This man is amazing. I, I met Johnny on multiple occasions. Amazing talent. He's so sweet. I th- I think he stays in WWE. I do. I think he, I think he goes to the main roster. I don't at all. Who knows? 
I do know ever since his his finals his final goodbye at the end of NXT, um, he started a Twitch account and he's back on pro wrestling tees. Well, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. he's a free agent. He he's can do whatever he, whatever he wants. wants. We're not going to see yeah. him until at least June. Yeah, let him let him have his child. His child's child yeah. born. Take a few months, raise the kid, and then him and Candice are going to come back. They're going to be a, a package. Well, Candice is a, on, under contract. I think until what April. Uh, um, her like contract, that. I know, has been extended because of her injury. And now so that she's pregnant, she's, too. As we yes, call pregnancy so, an injury nowadays? <laughs> no. Um, I, I want to say she's up in 2023. I was watching it on Cult of Hulk the other day, but I don't remember. Then Johnny stays for a little bit longer, man. Or he just doesn't sign anywhere. I don't know. Personally, like, I, I don't think he's going to sign for a while. He doesn't need to. Yeah, he's Johnny fucking Gargano. I mean, but becoming a free agent, first of all, is the smartest thing you could do because what I would do if I was Johnny, I'd be like talking to both. I'd be like, okay, first of all, what's the number? Cash, obviously. And then give me oh, the first. Oh, so I have a wife and a kid. Oh, yeah, my wife wrestles too. What's her number? What What's her number? And uh, what, yeah. what are my three, first three months of storylines? What do you got? Yeah. Like, the, you have all the power, Johnny. And both, both teams want you. Both... One team really needs you more than the other. You can figure out which one's which. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I do. I do think he stays, and for the same reason, I think Kevin Owens stayed. You know, he is one for the money. Kevin Owens definitely stayed for the money. First off, easier, oh, yeah. easier schedule on the body, definitely. But mm-hmm. also, you know, he's a fanboy of WWE. You know, he still so has Johnny. Yeah, but that's why I mean both. I'm speaking for both of them now. They both have that chip on their shoulder to prove themselves. They both have that goal of main eventing WrestleMania. You can't do that in AEW. No, you can't. That's true. Right? And with, with Johnny in particular, I honestly don't think it matters where he goes. He's going to be positioned on the, on the card the exact same. He's going to get a good paycheck. He's going to be a good worker. But at the, overall, he's going to be an afterthought, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Big fish, small well, pond. Or small, uh, you know, regular yeah, fish big, in a big pond. Small font, small fishy, big Pond. Yeah. yeah, I understand. So it wasn't just Johnny Gargano that was also out of their contract. Kyle O'Reilly is also a free agent as well as reported that WWE did not renew his contracts. I think he's coming. A winner is coming. Yeah, he's going I'm to, watching he, it now. He's going to AEW like now immediately. You know, I th- I think that Adam Cole is going to turn on the Bucks tonight, and Cole's and Kyle's going to come out. Dude, I hope I hope they called I hope they call him the undisputed elite. Red, red dragon. <laughs> no, it's it's only red dragon with him and fish. Yeah, Cole is something different. Yeah, him, fish, and Cole can be the undisputed elite. Yeah, you know, at at takeover after his not at takeover at war games after his match when Von Wagner turned on him, which was kind of predictable, he did flash the undisputed era sign real quick. He did. Yeah, yeah he did. He said, "This is a brotherhood," and he told Von Wagner to suck it. Can and we now, just? And now Von Wagner's a heel. Von Wagner looks like fucking Great Colleen Edge had a child. I saw that on Twitter. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Did you see? Do you see uh, Scott Steiner and Rey Mysterio? No. no. Oh my god! Like that, it was like it was like a giant like it was like a giant luchador in chainmail. It was like it was like a Scott Steiner and Baby Steer had a child. It was it was oh spot the fuck on. <laughs> so yeah, Kyle is gone as well. Kyle, I think needs AEW more than Johnny needs AEW. I would I would not be surprised if Kyle O'Reilly shows up sooner rather than later. 
Um, yeah, if Kyle O'Reilly goes to, goes to Raw or SmackDown, have fun chasing that 24-7 title, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, although I will say, I love watching the 24-7 title around Christmas time because for some reason it gets really, really stupid around that time. Like, do you remember when... Um, when R Troop and Tozawa like had a fight around New York City for the twenty four seven title. Oh my God! Yes. Comedy gold. I don't know why, but back to Kyle O'Reilly. Um, hey, this man proved after the undisputed era was taken out, but he's still a viable in ring competitor and can mm-hmm. be a compelling babyface. In ring, sure, his character sucked. Cool Kyle was like the reason I stopped oh, watching NXT. Cool Kyle, cool Kyle was kind of bad, but if you put like. The the best came out of Kyle's when he was facing his friends like Adam Cole. Oh yeah, like the that sit down between him and Adam Cole and like that one it was like it was like a dark room or something. Amazing TV. Oh, the in ring was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. The programs are fine. It's his character, his and the head bang, and the music, and yuck. <laughs> the, the I also think I'm a little biased because I think Kyle O'Reilly's hot. You also just got on to thinking that Cameron Grimes is hot now, too. Yeah, I'm very confused. Missed that, Will. It's, it's no, a clip I watched, on our YouTube. I watched page. the clip. I was like, excuse <laughs> the fuck out of me. <laughs> Did not Maybe see that I, one coming. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, until... Maybe until, I'm having a mental breakdown. Hey, he needed a little bit of a trim, and that's, that's what you got. Now you have... Uh, as baby-faced of a Cameron Grimes as you're going to get. As long as he didn't shade the chest hair. No, Chester's still there. Thank God. Chester he would look like if they like made him totally bald, he would look like a twelve year old. I'm so like I'm cut. so jealous of that chest hair. <laughs> I, dude, Are I, you? I, I, I wish I had chest hair. I don't. It's terrible. Yeah, don't do it with you at Chester. Anywho, but good luck to Kyle O'Reilly wherever he shows up. He's a fantastic worker. And any any indie company or AEW would be happy to have Kyle. But if Kyle oh, shows up at AEW I give it forty five minutes. 45 minutes until Kyle O'Reilly shows up. Yeah. Right now. All right. We'll see what happens. Moving on. Uh, one of the also forgotten things about NXT as well is that we also had to say goodbye to Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Beth Phoenix is also okay. leaving, who became a more than outstanding uh, announcer, regardless of gender. Uh, she worked really well with Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett. Having her and Wade Barrett go back and forth, absolutely stunning. It did save That's NXT fun. for a long time for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and... What I think what what Beth Phoenix showed, especially more so when she was an announcer, when she was a wrestler, is that she actually has a personality and a character. Yeah. You know, like her her scene with MSK after they won and they were oh all in the god. popcorn. That was my selling point. <laughs> so good. So or, good. Or when she was the officiant for the wedding. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So it's going to be a bit of a loss that Beth Phoenix is gone, but who knows? She'll probably show up in Edge versus Miz. I hope Definitely. so. More than likely. She was really shaky at first, but she really did. She found her own very she found quickly. Her and she was very, very good. Way better than Renee. Yeah, I think she is Can better we than Renee. Sideberg for a quick moment. Is Miz going in the Hall of Fame next year? No, I think that was a troll. No, that was a troll. <laughs> oh, that, that was a part. Troll. Of, was that a part of Raw? I didn't get to watch Raw yet. That was a part I of saw it, well, I saw it on Fox's like Twitter this morning. That was a troll. That was a part okay. of this TV this week. Okay, cool. It was it was a great it was a great package. That was a great promo package. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be mad if he was in the Hall of Fame. I just think it's too early. It's never too early for the Miz. Um, <laughs> 
Anywho, uh, breaking news as of like a couple of hours before. So Kevin Owens resigned, folks. KO's got a new fat deal, and that's what happens when you tease that you're you tease your release on TV for the last month. <laughs> you forced WWE's hand, and they're like, "Oh, you're not going fucking anywhere, you bastard." Good and, for him, though. Like honestly, he, he I heard talking about random shit. Insane. He's like, "It doesn't matter if I'm here for three more years or three weeks." You know, I was like, "Oh, he's got three weeks left on his contract, doesn't he?" Three months. <laughs> he was up in January. Yeah, so he, he's got his contract. It's a multi-year deal that I know of. I do not know the number amount, but I heard it's a fat amount of cash. Um, okay, so the rumors I've heard about this contract are legitimately insane. Well, um, I heard because they also want to keep him and Sammy, so they think if they keep KO, they keep Sammy as well. The rumor I heard it's a multi-year for $111 million. Shut the fuck up. That is what the, that's the number I heard, which is why I think it's not true. But like that that is, that's definitely that's not, not true. true. You know, you Bowman doesn't even get $100 million. <laughs> this isn't so the like, MLB, Kay. <laughs> Apparently, like, I don't know. They did something with Kevin Owens' house. They buy him a house? I think they bought his house or something, and like, the contract I, is fat. I have I mean, no idea, but my guess is probably on a two, two and a half million, and they gave his son a development deal. <laughs> they gave Owen a development yeah. deal. <laughs> Isn't only Owen like 15? Hi, Mr. Fretz. Yeah, hey, Fretz, what's up? Hey, him um, and Goldberg's going to be made of ending SummerSlam in 2028, all right? What's going to happen? Well, oh, my God. Uh, what is it? Angry, angry Live Girl and Angry Becky and Becky fan. Braun Breaker versus Ke- Kevin Owens' kid. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, Braun Breaker's impressive, man. His match against Roddy uh, this week on NXT was really fucking good. Well, okay, here's my problem with NXT. Here's my problem with NXT. I've had this epiphany lately. We're gonna talk about NXT and we're gonna talk about NXT okay. in a in a second. There's okay. a big thing to have on NXT, but Okay, uh okay, so Kevin Owens then. Um yeah, I'm I'm happy he stayed. I am. Yeah. WWE needs yeah, him. Yeah, me too. WWE needs him. They do. WWE needs him. So uh speaking of WWE and NXT and all of this crazy stuff, WWE uh, a couple weeks ago or maybe a week and a half ago. Uh, release officially what they're calling their NIL deal. So, will this should sound familiar to you? Because NIL sounds for name, image, and likeness. And obviously, the uh, first NIL, the first NIL deal that was done with WWE is when they signed Gable Stevenson. Now, WWE and their marketing genius has created their own sort of NIL deal, which they call Next in Line. So, here is the official press release from WWE. So WWE announced the launch of a groundbreaking name, image, and likeness program that will provide a clear pathway from collegiate athletics to WWE. Following a historic new policy by the NCAA effective July 1st, 2021, which ushered in the NIL era, allowing college athletes the ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness, uh, WWE has constructed a comprehensive program to recruit and develop potential future superstars dubbed Next in Line. The NIL program aims to enhance the talent development process through collaborative partnerships with college athletes from diverse athletic backgrounds. But WWE NIL program has the potential to be transformational to our business, said Triple H, um, by creating partnerships with elite athletes at all levels across a wide variety of college sports. We will dramatically expand our pool of talent and create a system that readies NCAA competitors for, for WWE once their collegiate um, careers come to a close. 
All athlete partnerships will feature access to the WWE Performance Center, in addition to resources across the organization, including brand building, media training, communications, live event promotion, creative writing, and community relations. Upon completion of the NIL program, select athletes may earn an exclusive opportunity to be offered a WWE contract. The inaugural NIL Next in Line class includes athletes from 13 universities, seven NCAA conferences, and four sports. In addition to the United States, the class includes representation from a myriad of countries spanning from Canada, there you go, Mr. Fritz, and Nigeria. The following athletes oh join the <laughs> The following 15 athletes joined the Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson in WWE's first of its kind NIL program. And they are, as you guys will see right now on the board. Uh, most notably, these twin sisters, Hannah Cavender as well as Haley Cavender, basketball players from Fresno State. Um, they may be best known because they have a massive social media following. But twin sisters play basketball at Fresno State and have 3.8 million followers on TikTok. They also became among the first college athletes to sign NIL deals when they signed with Boost Mobile. All of the people on this NIL class include Isaiah Something with an O, Alabama track and field. Don't worry, folks, he plays the field. Um, Jonathan Cron from Portland's football team. You have John Seaton from Elon's football team. I almost went to Elon, actually. Uh, Dalton Wagner from Arkansas's football team. You also have Aaliyah Hutchins, Wake Forest track and field. You have Riley White from Alabama's track and field. You have Lexi Gordon from Duke basketball women's team. <laughs> you have Masai Russell from Kentucky's track and field. You also have Mason Paris from Michigan wrestling. Then we have Joe Spivak from Northwestern football. We went to a Northwestern game, didn't we, Will? Yes, we did. AJ Ferrari from Oklahoma State wrestling. And Carlos Avias from Ohio State track and and field. So that, that is the entire first ever WWE NIL or Next in Line inaugural class. And before you go off, Will, on NXT, I do want to make it clear for everybody this is why WWE released a crap ton of people. If you look at all the releases from WWE, they've released close to 100, ta 100 talent this year alone. Mm -hmm. And they still have a crap ton of talent here. And AEW is um, like, eh, we're looking at Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> but this is WWE's new pathway to creating new superstars. The crazy thing about Dude, this Mark isn't Simmons, a new pathway. This is back to the roots. Like, this is, but this is back to the roots. So this is the did, way that where did Brock Lesnar come from? Where did John Cena come from? Where did Batista come from? Where did Kurt, where did Kurt Angle, come, Angle from? come from? Roman where Reigns. Did, where did Roman come from? Baron family. Corbin. Right, like, where did all of these guys come from? Not the fucking Indies. Yeah. Where where's all the most successful WWE talent come from? They made them college athletes. Yes, <laughs> athletes, and this is what they're going to—they're going back to their roots. And yes, we love to see our indie talents in WWE, but for a lot of reasons that we can't really name, we can't really spend so much time here on this show. It doesn't always work, but if you're able to mold somebody from the jump, you usually have a lot better success rate. Yeah. 
and this is what they're doing. In regards to NXT, I was I was reading some about HBK. Uh, I was reading uh, uh, um, HBK on um, he was on somebody's show, and he was talking about ever since Hunter went down with his quote unquote heart condition, HBK has been running NXT. What we're seeing is it's Shawn Michaels NXT at the moment. He he is he is covering for Triple H until Triple H gets back. And in regards to the report that came out of saying like you know Vince. And um, Pritchard have more of a um, more of control of what happens. Is that what HBK said? Is that Vince told me what his vision is, and I'm just trying to execute his vision. That's all Vince has over on NXT. Vince says, "I want this to happen." Yeah, and this is exactly what Vince's Vince's business. This is, this is I don't know, but this has Vince and Nick Khan written all the fuck over it. I like the idea of the NIL deal. I think they're taking advantage of the system right now. It's yeah, no, for sure. Because it sounds yeah. like they're like, hey, college athletes, we're going to give you this the best deal you could possibly think of. We're going to give you an internship with future employment. We're going to teach you how to do things, and we're pretty much going to make you a college major all in one. Yeah, we're going to make you marketable. They're making, with, they're making a, WWE superstar college major and an internship mm-hmm. all wrapped in the one. Yeah. Yeah, and so we'll see how it's obviously there's some standouts, obviously the twins, um, the wrestlers, AJ Ferrari, as well as the other wrestler, uh, Mason Parker, I think from Michigan, who you, if you look at the clash, like, okay, I can see him in WW, I can see them in WWE. Uh, Lexi Gordon, just on looks alone, I was like, oh yeah, you're you're tailor made for them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they do, but I think this is the reason why they decided, one of the reasons why they decided to to scrap this and go back to the roots because it works. Yeah, but this is like the year 2000 would have been John Cena, would have been Mark Henry, would have been Kurt Angle, would have been Brock Lesnar, would have been Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, would have been Shelton. It would have been literally all those people in one class. Yeah. And look how that turned out. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 100%. No, that's future for WWE is going to be phenomenal. 100%. Just right now it's ass. Yeah, you just you just gotta you gotta wait through it a little bit right now. You gotta wade through the waters a little bit. Okay, Although Ricky, to- not gonna lie, you can have all this talent. The creative sucks. It don't even matter. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, no, it's it's very true. Sometimes it's like the creative can suck, and sometimes you just gotta make it work. And sometimes you gotta like it's weird. It's hard to explain because I'm obviously one. I'm not a WWE superstar, but I will say, listen to the early episodes of a New Day podcast where they talk about the creative process and how it can be a pain in the ass, but eventually it's really this push and pull. Oh, even right now, when the creative isn't terrible, WWE has a stink on it where it's just ugh. Yeah. Like, even if it is good, it's still going to have that, ugh. It's going to have a stink in the dog. It has a stink creative. on it. It has a stink on it. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you kind of have to, you yeah, you just got to fight through it, and eventually you find what it is. Because the creative process is weird. And when I say the creative process, I don't mean just with wrestling. I mean just in anything that you're trying to create with, with in collaboration with anybody. Yeah. You know, even with a creative process with me getting tattoos is sometimes it's a, it's a bit of a push and a pull with, like, mm-hmm. the artist or whomever because you might have a vision and they might have a different vision. And somehow, some way, you guys have to come to uh, some sort of consensus, and that takes time. and takes a lot of mm-hmm. trial and error. And luckily, for, if you're going to sign these athletes at such a young age – this could be very beneficial to them because they'll learn the process of going through that. Because I feel like there was a lot of indie talent that WWE had signed but didn't really know about the creative process. Yeah. Where they felt like, oh, I'm just going to go in and oh, do this. Sure. And, and, and WWE was like, no. And they have a lot of bad habits. That's very hard to break. Yeah. 
That's a big thing you hear. That's a, that's what happened with Keith Lee. They had bad ha- in WWE's mind. He had bad habits. He didn't want to break. And he couldn't break them. I mean, granted, I think Keith Lee was right, but that's because I'm a fan and not a own a business of WWE. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and 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 with these kids from the ground up, you can create you can create good habits out of them because yeah. they're mold. Yes. They are absolutely mobile. And some people just need an ass with them, like Randy Orton. All right, uh, from- kid, your gimmick is you're a chain smoker. Get these new ports. <laughs> smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> kid, when I come, I said, here, smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, definitely people to look to. Obviously, the Cabinet Twins, as Mr. Fred said, probably going to be the next Bella Twins, so they actually look like fucking twins. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Okay, hey. what are your thoughts on this? I think it's interesting. Like, I don't know. I'm like not really that invested in WWE, so I'm just like indifferent. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just thought it was a good talking point because this is the first of its kind. I mean, we can be talking about this. This thing. It's definitely interesting. I don't see anything bad about it. I love. I love the business end of it. I love the business end of it. I wish I cared more. Like, I'm more interested. Like, it's interesting. When I first watched wrestling, I was more interested in the in in the in like like the matches. And it eventually got to the promos and the storylines. Then it was the behind-the-scenes stuff. Now at WWE, I just care about the business. <laughs> I, I like the numbers. I like the metrics. I like what they're doing. Like the, the business model just fascinates me and how fucking smart and ahead of the time they are. Yeah, it's it's it is wild. It's wild. We can talk about this ad nauseum. We'll probably do it on the post show. But let's move on. Um, to war games. Obviously, we had a little bit of a war games recap. So, well, this is all going to be new news to you, because um, Kay and I did talk about this. Obviously, I saw the results. For, I know what happened. First and yeah. foremost, um, a re- <laughs> I will say this. I do feel like. I feel like everybody in NXT hates Grayson Waller even before War Games, and it just showed more in War Games because I don't know, Kay, if you had that same thought I about it. I don't remember him ever. I don't know so who, I don't I don't know who that him. is. Who's Grayson Waller? Grayson Waller's the one next to Carmelo Hayes who can't you can't really stand on his own feet. Hang on, let me go. Let me go to the YouTube and take a peek at this fucker. Yeah. The one I really don't like is the fucking Sopranos guy. <laughs> Tony him. D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo? How dare you? I cannot. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. What is do not? <laughs> My culture is not a costume. Sorry. <laughs> My culture is 100% a costume. I'm half Italian, right? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Oh, what a what a crazy match! Not the best takeover, but a really good match, a really good storytelling match. Everything. Uh, Tony D'Angelo stole Pete Dunne's mouthpiece, which is kind of weird. But how you doing in a pandemic? <laughs> yeah, we have a mask mandate again. Come on now, Carmelo Don't Hayes. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, obviously, and Trick. Trick was a part of it, and then Trick got a. Uh, you'll see this on when you watch this war game. Trick was trying to get stuff to throw into the ring like weapons. And then you see him kind of get pulled in, and then he pulls back out, and it's fucking Dexter Loomis. It was very exciting. So Dexter's going after Trick Williams, and it's fucking hysterical. Um, but yeah, no, this match did what it did. It was the, it was the um, passing of a torch, and Team 2.0, impressive performance. This one kind of shocked me, Kay. I thought Toxic, Attraction, I thought Toxic Attraction was going over. I did too. Well, they but dropped, they dropped the belts already? No, no, no. No, they, were... they lost war games. Oh, I heard this match was ass. No, it was a, a lot it of, was a... There was a lot of botches and it was ass. I didn't see botches. I did see Corjade almost kill herself. Sounds like a botch. Corjade almost died. 
Um, Io Shirai put her shoulder back into place during the match. <laughs> yeah. Corey J like separated her shoulder and Io Shirai was like, I got this and like shoved the referees away. <laughs> it was. It was really funny. I think it was the worst women's war games for sure. They've only had what, three of them, right? And then, yeah. Yeah. This, I would say this was the, yeah. The other ones had Io falling off of a, they're diving the into the cage. Garbage Camp was last year, but the year before was the one where it was like, it was the Rhea Ripley show. Yes. I just, I don't know. I was not really invested. The only thing I remember about it is, excuse me, the only thing I remember about it is Cora fucking dying. Yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a bump. That's the that only reason a... I remember her name now, because I could not remember her name. Yeah, she's the, she's the Avril Lavigne cosplayer. Um, so yeah. well, it's it's she. It looks like she was going for like a swanton bomb, but like fucked up halfway through and just landed all on her shoulder. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like something to- sounds like something I would do. Yeah, but from the top of the cage. Fuck, fuck me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was scary. Yeah, she connected though. Like she broke the table, but she just landed poorly. She's only twenty two. Yeah, she's like twenty she's a, also, not twenty two. She uh, she's a, a, she's a wee child. little baby. <laughs> oh, good job, Mr. Wild. But yeah, she is she is a little baby. Um I will tell you this right now as we move on past this match of the night. Imperium versus Kyle and Von Wagner. I forgot how good Imperium is. Fabian Eichner um and Martel Marcel Barthel are a fantastic tag team and blink and you realize that the NXT tag division is back again. There's a lot of characters, a lot of talent in that tag division. Mm-hmm. And I'm very I am very excited for this, but holy shit Imperium was impressive, okay? They were great. Totally. They're always great, but they it's really nice seeing them shine without Walter. Yes. Absolutely. So this is probably one of their strongest matches in a while that I can oh, recall. Yeah. This is the best so, match of the night, in my opinion. Probably same. Um, I don't remember War Games anymore, honestly. It was too <laughs> far away. It's okay. Fabian Eichner is still forever and ever a bad tipper, as Will remembers. Fuck that guy. I'm mostly... <laughs> I've, I've like moved past War Games, and I'm still on that NXT UK main event. Because it was the oh. first time I've watched UK in two months, and I'm happy. I bet you are. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to talk about that probably on the post show because I did not know about that. I'm surprised I haven't actually caught up with NXT UK. Uh, we obviously had the hair versus hair because Cameron Grimes' luscious locks were not going to get cut. Duke Hudson looks like a now a follower of Joe Gacy uh, after that match. And speaking of Joe Gacy, he lost versus Roddy Strong, which I thought was really surprising because I wanted to see what Joe Gacy was going to do with that cruiserweight title. Which kind of sucks. And Will, just to catch you up, obviously you know Joe Gacy's the woke inclusion person. Joe Gacy wanted to take the weight limit off of the Cruiserweight title and have a more of an open weight style thing. But Roddy beat him. I gotta send you guys a video about wokeness. It's fucking hilarious. It's only a it's minute. Like, it's like, it's, it's, just, it's just like the similarities between woke is, wokeism and racism. It's just, it's too funny. What? I'll show, I'll send it to you. It's, I'll, I'll, I'll play it during the break. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's what's going on there. Obviously, uh, Parker Brodo, AKA baby Brock, AKA Harland, uh, Harland WWE, um, on Twitter, Joe Gacy's 
heavy debuted on NXT really quickly um, this past week. How was week. that? I didn't watch NXT yesterday. Baby Brock's impressive. He's it's he's still like they're not letting him speak. It's kind of weird. It's kind of scary. But he also threw Brian Kendrick down a flight of stairs, which I thought was fucking hysterical. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, because Brian Kendrick apparently is like a coach now, or a trainer. Mm-hmm, and a that I knew. Brian Kendrick. They he threw yeah. the by Brian Kendrick down a flight of stairs on NXT TV. <laughs> nice, nice. Glad glad he's still working. Yeah, I was like, wow, good job, Brian, taking one for the team. Good job, Brian. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, but it was good. What's impressive about NXT uh, this past week was the main event, Braun Breaker versus Roddy Strong. If there's anybody that can make Braun Breaker look like an actual wrestler and a good performer, it was Roddy, and Roddy did his job perfectly. And Braun I Breaker heard, looks like a world beater. I heard Braun won clean as a sheet. Is that true? He did. Um, Not my sheets. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no distract. It was, but it was a, it was a good match. Like if this is a match, you'd be like, oh, who's Braun Breaker? What can he do? Well, we put him against in-ring veteran Roddy Strong, and he dominated him. Like he looked really good. This man did a Frankensteiner. He threw Roddy against the ropes and caught him in a Frankensteiner. Holy shit! No man that big should be doing Frankensteiners. I should call Frank Frankensteiner. Do not call your do not call Frank Frankensteiner. Not do it. I support it. <laughs> do he not. has a lot of nicknames. What are what are your what is your animals nicknames? There are a lot. So his middle name is Tortellini. So sometimes he's Mr. Tortellini. So it's Frank, Frankie, Franklin, Mr. Tortellini. I call him a chompy little man. I call him Tiny Chef, Little Sir. Franken Frankenfurter, Frankenstein, Frankenfire, uh, Frankensteiner Monet, nice Mr. Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I I approve of Frankensteiner Monet. Uh, moving on before we get to the break, let's talk a little bit about AEW. Winter is coming. I know you guys are watching probably um, if you're on our live stream about winter is coming. Uh, but I did go to my first AEW show, Will. Uh, winter was, is not coming. It was 60 degrees in New York on Saturday, right? Winter is will, far, far away. Yeah, winter is not here at all. Uh, but I will God. say, well, AEW show, it was a decent show. I wasn't, like, blown away by the crowd. Like, I felt like the crowd at Raw was a little bit louder. For the me, crowd sucked at AEW. Interesting. But, like, throwing that out there. Well, that's because they was, booed CM Punk. That's why. Well, I mean, CM Punk. I, I was booing CM Punk. Literally, I mean, what a great way to open the show with a fake out. It was, I was amazing. Like, I was like, this is the CM Punk. I was so excited. I was very happy that we had to heal CM Punk. CM Punk looked like he was having so much fun. Oh, he was. He, he was. was. He was eating it up. Fuck your pizza chance we're going yeah, what on. Was, what was fun. that about? Well, he kept talking about how Chicago's Chicago. better. And so he said, fuck oh, your pizza. Oh, you're saying fuck. Oh, I get it. Oh, that and makes like, sense I... now have been personally victimized by deep dish pizza. So I have never, not since your, have I felt more strongly about a chant. Hey man, I love deep dish. New York is hating, uh, New York hating deep dish is like hating Nickelback. They just do it because they think they're supposed to. No. Secretly I everyone loves Nickelback. Like <laughs> um, look at this photograph. Look at this Every graph. time I do it, it makes me laugh. How do my eyes get? Everyone knows. Everyone likes Nickelback. Don't lie. <laughs> I the last tattoo I went to get the tattoo artist had was literally alternating between Creed and Nickelback. 
the whole time. Wow, with arms wide open, aren't wasn't it? <laughs> with arms wide open, this is how you remind me. Well, well Creed, so Creed slaps. So I was like very much half vibing and oh, half cringing. Creed a thousand percent slaps. My sacrifice, do you remember, banger. Do, do you remember during a, a um like a time in WWE, like everybody's recover, everybody's like. Video package where they were coming back from injury was my, sac- was, was my sacrifice. Yes. Yeah, dude. I loved it. My sacrifice is a jam. I sometimes would do with arms wide open a karaoke. Nice. I stand. I, nice. I will say the best part about the AEW show, besides some guy we're going to talk about in Future Shock, was obviously MGF. It was an MGF homecoming. His video package was absolutely Oh my goodness. Oh my God. So great. It was the most Long Island thing I've ever seen. It really was. I was like, this is, this, I was like, this is the Long Island I know and don't really love, but I know it. <laughs> it's the Long Island me and Kate grew up on. I was yeah. like, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, like, I'm so glad I left Long Island, but like, <laughs> I was proud to be from Long Island for two hours. Yeah, well, I feel like they missed the boat. Well, they should have sold a shirt that said, like, just uh, in a... Uh, an event-specific shirt that said, I'm from Long Island and I'm better than you and you know it, and I would have bought the entire thing. Well, they did have more merch than they did at um, Grand Slam, though. Yeah, AEW yeah. was very bad with their merch. What I was disappointed in, well, there was no Justin Roberts. Yeah, I, th- I think he's sick or something. I don't know. What he's he- back today. Is he? Yeah. I was upset about that. But what Maybe I did know about- I don't know what was up, but something, hmm. the past two weeks, something was up. Yeah, yeah I, I was sad too. What I did notice about the show, just in general, just from I guess, uh, so it just seems like and it's because WWE's just been around long. It's that they're just their transitions are cleaner. WWE is an AEW, but that's because AEW is a younger promotion. I did like seeing Tony Khan. I just didn't like seeing Tony Khan like every break. Oh, he came. <laughs> he came out a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did him and the acclaimed do something? <laughs> nah, it was just no. Tony. like it was like all right, hey guys. We're here to show you. Here's going to be dark and dark elevation. All right, guys, get ready for dynamite. All right, guys, get ready for it. Re- All right, stop, Tony. Like, I get it. I kind of think weird. it's, <laughs> I think it's, honestly, I think it's kind of cute. He's I like, but I don't need to see him for everything. Park. It's very wholesome. He's a weirdo. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's a weirdo. I, I, <laughs> I very often watch the AEW media scrums and he just stares at the when he's doing them with like wrestlers. He just stares at them lovingly. He's just like, oh. yeah, it's, it's uh, very funny. I see what he's doing, but like, yeah, I'm to dial it back a little bit. Like, you don't need to be there all the time. But like, I, I get it. It was it was a decent show, better in a suite, but it was a decent show, you know. We but it's and free hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, free hot dogs and free penne. As well, mm-hmm. it's a good show. Uh, but yeah, overall, UBS was good. AW TV show also very good. Um, and the big besides MJF, there was a bigger pop of the night that happened a little bit later on in the show, and it happened <laughs> when Trent on came Rampage. Back. He was uh, sent. No, oh, no, no, bigger when, than Trent. When Trent came back, that was a very big surprise. I was like, "That's classic Long Island." I was like, "Minivan, mom, perfect." The person behind <laughs> us, literally thirty seconds before the minivan drove through, was saying, "What?" Trent's gonna come back, and then Sue drove through. <laughs> that was that was a, that was a very marky moment. It was it was really really cool. Um, but yeah, no AW uh, with MJF. I'm a big I'm pro MJF all day every day. Oh yeah, he's ever great. since his promo, ever since his promo with CM Punk. My lord. Unfortunately, I think Punk beats him. 
Oh, I, I, I think it is very unfortunate. MJF needs that win. Because I, I agree, but uh, war, I think it did it with the Wardlow MJF split now instead of Punk beat instead of him beating Punk. All I know is the clock is ticking. Twenty twenty four is the bidding war for MJF. Yo, he should not go to WWE. I agree. They're not going to do him right. He's just going to be a watered down Miz. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. the perfect thing. I want him in the Miz. Go at it. I feel like they would. He do already is. Mrs. He already is a watered down Miz. Miz's retirement. Yeah. I feel like Miz's retirement feud would be MJF. Like Miz, like MJF would retire the Miz. That'd be perfect. But they would not let MJF do a fraction of what he does in AEW. Yeah. No it de- way. It depends on what the company looks like in two years. Yeah. No. Not. Not with the shareholders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're uh-uh. forgetting, dude. Shareholders. If this was 1999, yeah, MJF would be great. But no, he needs he needs to stay well, listen, put. MJF can also sing and dance. He does have a little bit of like Broadway credits and stuff to him. Dude, I can see a, he's an all state tenor too. I can see him oh. in WWE singing his face off. I can I see him in WWE <laughs> being a shadow of what he is now, making way more money, maybe being a bigger star. When it comes, yeah. to, when it comes to creative freedom. Um, and like being the future, I think he, he needs to stay in a, anything needs to stay in AEW. Wait, he's going to go to WWE and lose to Roman. Cool. He's going to go to WWE and lose to Goldberg. Cool. Go to WWE and lose to Lashley. Cool. Lose to Drew. Cool. Who is he going to beat? The Miz. I mean, we, I feel the, like MJ, I mean, we said the MJF, same thing about, oh, like we said the same thing the about the Miz and look how far the Miz is gone. Yeah. I guess. But, but I feel like MJF is, would try to be a legend killer. He'd be a great is, IC champion and go absolutely the fuck nowhere. Again, this is something that we have to table for another two years. Like, this is just like, oh, what's going to happen in the future with MJF? WWE will not, contract. will not know how to book this kid. Again, no. this is something we don't know about. Two, this is two years in the making, so we'll find out how the how each company is faring in two years from now with uh, with MJF um, and his uh, his uh, his free agent contract. If he even becomes a free agent, like he can sign an extension anytime that he ever so chooses to sign an extension. And with that, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back from our commercial break, we are going to talk about uh, some day one is because we're sure as hell not doing a preview show on the fucking week of New Year's Eve, um, as well as the future of Ring of Honor, because holy shit, Final Battle was this, last, was this past weekend. And a lot of stuff happened that final battle that we're going to get into. Yeah, it's the yeah, most Braun Strowman thing ever, showing up <laughs> at the end of a show that's ending. <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah, there's some guy called there's some guy called Hook that's selling out everything in AEW's merch store. So all of that when we come back. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Vance Chapel from the Delight Show, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Hi. Welcome to the Wrestle Addict Radio Shop. I am Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Please pick up a mask on your way inside. And go to teespring.com, search for Wrestle Addict Radio, and you will find t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, and even face masks that represent all of us at Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast and common wrestling merch store. Buy our merch. Buy it! 
Good morrow! This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast, and royalty takes on a whole new meaning. You are listening to the Kings of the Rings Podcast, part of Wrestle Attic Radio. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kay has changed their clothes. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the second chain. Ow! All right, folks, we're here in the second half of episode 275. Shout out to our man Chuck and the rest of Midnight Music for, uh, for checking in and tuning in right now. Uh, shout out to Midnight Music. Their whole library of dope-ass beats is uh, kind of up on the um, kind of up on their website for kind of free 99. Happy holidays, baby. Go check them out. They make some... They make some great stuff. I took a whole day out of my life to download the entire library, and it was fucking amazing. And also a very, very long process, but awesome nonetheless. So shout out to Midnight Music. We're going to start the second half of our show right now and talk about the beginning of a new year, also known as Day One is H. Obviously, WWE's Day One. Uh, We're experimenting with having a pay-per-view on January 1st, the first day of the new year in 2022 and competing against the likes of stalwarts like, I don't know, the Rose Bowl. It's a bold move, Cotton. It's a very, very bold move. And I don't know how it's going to play out. I had some concerns. And then I found out Migos was going to perform at day one. I was like, okay, maybe we got some of them. Totally joking. I'm semi not joking. Amigos is the reason I might actually show up to this damn event. Um, but looking at the card right now, Migos aside, because they just announced Migos, which is still freaking awesome that they're getting Migos to perform at WWE. And who says WWE doesn't know their audience? Um, <laughs> this card is actually really good. I'm really excited for this. I, I hate to it's, say it, but this, it's a solid card. Yeah, we're going to the top of the card. Brock versus Roman. Now, this seems like it could be, like, I don't know, overkill, but... Oh, it is. I, don't get me wrong. It is. But I love I'm kind of hyped, Brock. though. I love Brandy Brock. I love Goofy Brock. It yeah. is... It's so good. Yeah. Him and Sami Zayn have just been... So, the overalls, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sami Zayn went to go see the singer of my favorite band the other day, and Sami, like took a picture with her. So Sammy Lord Jane Grace and Sammy photoshopped Brock in. All right. So can we add Mr. Fretz is confused about a Saturday pay-per-view. What's whatever. It's new year's day. Uh, Mr. Fretz. Can we, can we someone tell Mr. Fretz who Migos is? What do you mean? Who's Migos? I don't know who Migos is either. I know yes, you do. Are they a group? Yeah, I, I, it's, well, I literally you know Offset, Cardi B's husbands. No, no. This is Migos, right? I literally flashed the slide Bam. out there. Are, this is like, are, are they like the mumble rappers? Whatever the fuck. You, you, you know, know bad, bad and bougie. Yeah. Okay. Motorsport. Any of those hip hop songs that you that you secretly smoke? Hold me? on, I'm playing Migos. Play, play, do, do even do Fight Night if you want to. <laughs> oh no, I want Motorsport because that song slaps. Really? I, like I love motorsport. Nikki Great. and Cardi's on it. We can't hear it. You can't hear it? To do Bad and Bougie. Bad, I do what? know Bad and Bougie. I mean, bad and Bougie is done by Migos. Who the fuck doesn't know that song? Exactly. What you what you need to do, Will, uh, you know uh, Carpool Karaoke with James Corden? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've seen that one. It's so funny. Watch the Migos episode. It's hysterical. It is so funny. 
Dude, like I, I love rap and hip hop and like that whole type of music. Just not modern day rap and hip hop. Like you, Migos is an exception. You also need to listen. You need to find a YouTube where they do a whole. Um, they rap a Dr. Seuss book. That's pretty funny. Not gonna lie, that's <laughs> pretty really good. Funny. That's something I would really like. And, hey man, WWE made me a big fan of Bad Bunny, so anything's possible. <laughs> that's very Bad Bunny's true. great. I fucking Andrew. love Bad Bunny. He's amazing. Bad. Back to Roman and Brock, this apparently might be the kickoff of a, maybe like a three-match series or in the middle of a three-match series. So this may not be the end. So maybe LOL Roman wins. Maybe Brock wins. This is actually kind of a toss-up for me. Nah, Roman's got this. Roman's winning, but I would pop if Brock fucking won. The bigger story here is where, what does Paul Heyman do? Because Paul Heyman's being played in here somewhere. I want Paul Heyman to turn on Roman so bad. Do it, you cowards. Do it. He, ew, oh my god it's 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 a toss-up but i do like how paul Heyman pretty much summoned old brock like last week like he was the winter soldier oh yeah <laughs> this is fucking amazing all of a sudden paul paul Heyman went into what happened to the reigning defending on this would have been brock just started bouncing around and just started destroying people wow <laughs> it was absolutely amazing um but I still love Brock. Like it's for a while, I was scared to have Brock with a microphone, but I embrace it now. Oh, man, he's doing. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "This is gonna be interesting." And I was like, "Wow, this is something." And I was like, "Wow, this is really something." He's like, "I hunt things. In Saskatchewan. I eat things in Saskatchewan." <laughs> so he's just like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, I bet you do." <laughs> Who are you again? Are you a fan? <laughs> Excuse my ignorance. I don't know who you are. You know what you should do, Sammy? You should challenge Roman for the title tonight. Well, I don't know. Tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not hearing me. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> oh my god. But that it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I I I'm gonna say LOL Roman wins because Roman's gotta go into Mania as champion because that motherfucker deserves it. Yes, he does. Moving on, the Raw title just went from Don't Biggie, like this. Biggie versus K versus Steph to Biggie what? versus KO to Biggie versus Bobby Lashley. I, I uh, did not watch Raw yet. I watched last week's Raw where Lashley's destroyed everyone during the commercial break. It's like yeah. I don't mind these three guys being in the title picture, but it's just like, okay, Biggie beats all of them and then what? That like, is an issue. You're, you're blowing your load right now. On day yeah. one, man, you got 364 days, 364 <laughs> more days left. <laughs> yeah, so the um so when Lashley's claim was that, you know, obviously Biggie beat me, but I was injured. He cashed in on me. We didn't have a full match. I deserve a title shot. Kevin Owens weaseled his way in. Oh, Seth that Bronson. was great. That was great. Seth, Seth is the rightful number one contender out of all of these. Um, so what they did was that they said, okay, Bobby, you want in this match, then you have to be Kevin, Seth, and Biggie all in the same night. Yeah, on the gauntlet. No, it wasn't even running a gauntlet. It just had three separate matches. They weren't all at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, and so through some weird backdoor avenues, well, he beat Kevin. Kevin tapped out quick. He's potentially might be beating Seth. Kevin Owens comes in and decks Seth in the face, causing a DQ. Okay. 
Okay, that counts. Gotcha. But then they're like, wait, no, we're not going to do this fucked up shit. It's a no DQ match now. And then Bobby beats Seth. And then he went up to face against Biggie in the main event. And that's when MVP hit Biggie with a cane to the back of his knee and Bobby beat Biggie. Oh. And so now we're here. I love the setup, but I think you have a valid point, Will. What do you do after this? Yeah, I, I like I like the setup too. Like, look, the build for this match, Raw has been Raw hasn't been terrible, man. Raw yeah. Hulu Raw has been pretty washed, but we're not about to find a time <laughs> and get around to it. Yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to watch wrestling nowadays. I've just been editing so many mm-hmm. fucking podcasts. But like, I I have enjoyed this build. I'm going to enjoy this match, but it's just kind of leaving me. It's like, okay, you have three contenders here, but these are your three contenders for like the next four months. This should be your three contenders leading into Mania. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can spread these out, but it's it's a lot of chaos. I mean, chaos is definitely not because chaos now signed. Um, so you don't have to worry about him as being like a wild card somewhere. Who, 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 who the fuck wins the Rumble, dude? We'll have to talk about that another time, but I don't know. I thought Jeff Hardy was going to win the Rumble, but here we are. Well, that was that was your mistake, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> That's your fault. That's not my fault. Why would you ever think Jeff Hardy's going to win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> Jeff Hardy was my number one pick for the Royal Rumble after Survivor Series. Hey, and stop it. I was thinking Braun Brigger for a hot second. I don't think it's Braun. Shut the fuck up. I don't know. I could, with uh, the way they're going, I could see Braun Breaker winning the Royal Rumble. Just totally bypass the NXT Championship, leave Chopper there, and just go. Yeah, dude, if you, need a, if you need a new star, fucking make a new star. It's like, people, it's like, don't forget that it's scripted. But also, would you trust a 23-year-old with winning the Rumble and going straight to the main event? I mean, I trust Scott St- Yeah, it's Scott Steiner's nephew. I mean, he's crazy enough. He's definitely crazy. He's definitely crazy enough. I mean, crazy runs in his blood. <laughs> that's very true. Um, out of all of this, if there's anybody that's going to beat Big E, it would be Seth Rollins. And it would be believable to, be, to have Seth Rollins beat Big E in this fatal four-way. But I still think Big E weasels his way out of this. Yeah, def- I can no, also definitely. see Kevin winning, and that could be another part of his contract. I can see Kevin winning the WWE Championship, but not now. I don't know if they do title runs in contracts. That'd be silly. That would be a little silly. It's like you never know. But I don't know. But I think Biggie Biggie makes his way, and he and he he, he survives this. I concur. And then, and then we see what happens to him at Rumble. This is the match that sold oh, me yeah, on day one. Buddy. <laughs> I don't know why it's gonna be I so good. I don't know why I'm so excited for this, but I'm so fucking excited for this. I think this match reminds me of high school, and that's why I'm so excited about it. Ricky, I was very happy when you when you got the edge return. By the way, I was happy for you. Not the, oh, not the, I got the Miz return. I'm sorry, the Miz return. Oh, yeah, because actually, I was more excited for that than Edge coming out. Yeah, yeah, because Edge was like... announced. Edge was announced. And Miz cut like, a great promo. He's like, "Listen, I didn't get any pomp and circumstance." Yeah, Fuck and he came edge. back with Maurice. It was. It wasn't just that Miz came back. I was like, "Oh, it's Miz and Maurice. Oh, this is gonna be good." Yeah, and it was the Miz and Miz I love shirt. when they're together. The Miz and Mrs. Jackets is pretty great. <laughs> yes, oh, so good. And their promo was great. Yeah. These are two guys that can just go off, and people try to compare because it was on the same week that Punk and MJF, or off the tails of Punk and MJF. 
but it's two different feuds for two different reasons. For sure. And this is and this Edge and Miz. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a work shoot for them most of the time. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, WWE trusts both of them to not have to script their promos so heavy. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they, they know they're professionals. They've done it for a long time. And they've earned that right. They've earned the right, yeah. and they both know they're not going to say something stupid to get under the censors. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they, they've earned, they, they have earned it, and they, they prove and they can handle it. Some Ricochet needs a scripted promo. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Edge, Edge and Miz don't. And they gave him time. They gave him plenty of time. Like, is this a reaction to Punk? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe this is that's a stupid thing to speculate, in my opinion. I don't think so. It's not. I don't think it is either. I they think Edge I think AEW. Edge used what was said as a way to further his feud with Miz. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which I thought was I thought that was smart. Vince was in the back. He's just like, oh, what other show is he talking about, pal? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, is that TNA still a fucking thing? <laughs> He's like, didn't we buy TNA? Vince, that was WCW. Ah, right. <laughs> Million dollars, pal. <laughs> this is going to be good. I think this is the beginning of many. I think this leads to Edge. And Beth versus Maurice and Miz at WrestleMania. I say, how far oh, do you how far percent. do you stretch this out? Because honestly, yeah. I wouldn't mind it going that long. I would stretch this out for a while. I think it's going to be fun. They're they're good foils for each other oh, at this sure. part of their career. They're great foils. The match is probably going to be such ass, but that's fine. <laughs> like, I don't care about the match. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Like, this is a match I never thought I'd want to see, but here it is. <laughs> yeah, it, took me, it, is. it took one promo. I was like, yep, I'm here. Let's go. Yeah. It's just one promo. I'm yeah. ready to go. All right, fine. <laughs> I fuck, Even the graphic is silly. It's just looks ridiculous. <laughs> Miz looks like he's, like, the next fighter in Mortal Kombat. He, he is... He's oh Johnny Cage. He's Johnny Cage in the in the Mortal Kombat sequel. Like the is it Miz, confirmed? No, not yet. He is a living, breathing Johnny Cage, and he needs to be he needs to be uh, put in that role. If he's not, I will be upset. Did you see the new Mortal Kombat? Yes, I loved it. Oh, so good. Kano steals the show, but that's another story for another time. Uh, but I think I think in this iteration of Miz versus Edge, Miz out Miz um out. Do outsmarts Edge. He outmizzes the Edge. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, oh my God. Miz had a great one-liner on Raw. What was it? <laughs> Edge said something. That... He's... Edge is like, you know what, Miz? I know all about you. And then Miz goes, you think you know me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is just going to be so much fun and I can't wait for Beth and them to get involved although on Raw Ms. Maurice got into a fight but I think it's a red herring oh for sure yeah we'll see what happens we'll move on Ms. wins Yeah, really uh, I think Edge wins I think Ms. wins I'm going to go with Ms. me too because I think if Edge wins there's nothing else to fight for mm, okay yeah. yeah speaking of things not willing to fight for I alright 
I don't know if you, where you guys are at on the live and Becky train, but I still think Becky's owning her in every which way, shape, Dude, and form. The match, I didn't watch this yet. The match wasn't that great. Like, I didn't enjoy it either. People are hailing this match as like Liv's breakout moment. Liv's winning the Rumble on the anniversary of Trish and Liedemann. I'm just like, dude, this match was like a two-star match if you're on the Melter scale. It was okay. It was It was just like, yeah, yeah Liv's is okay. Yeah, Liv's, Liv's fine. Like, it was just all right. <laughs> but yeah, Becky's owning her. Liv still sounds like she's 16 years old on the microphone. Okay, are you on the Liv train? I don't care. Becky's my girl. That's the issue right there. Liv is not a believable face. Yeah, Becky going is like, listen, Liv, you're not on my level. It's just like, you're right. She, she's, she's right. She's yeah, not. This is what happens when women don't have an IC title to fight for. There's no, there's no <laughs> stepping stone. You can't go from obscurity to the main what event against well, Becky Dana Lynch. Dana Brooke is the 24-7 champion. Dana Brooke, I thought just she was released, turn- for fuck's sake. No, Dana Brooke is still here. She's a 24-7 champion, and all the men are afraid to attack her. (laughs) So she's just running around, and the only person that can actually take her out is Tamina. Oh, my gosh. Fucking ridiculous. (laughs) But, yeah, the, like, Liv's breakout match. I I watched Raw just so I could watch that match. I was like, it was, yeah, meh. (laughs) Whatever. I I don't know. Like, here's the thing. I want to believe Liv in this storyline. Like I like I want to. Yeah. I like Liv. She's hot as I fuck. Like, I think she's cool. Yeah, like, I like her. It's a it's a mixture of her. I think being like her moveset is not impressive to me at all. You know, I think she's too green in the ring and then like she just doesn't cut it on the mic. She just sounds like a sad little girl all the time. Yeah, she does. She sounds like she's 16 and writing in her diary. <laughs> Becky was yeah. mean to me today, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who does she think she is? Although big on time. good news, my Huda's application finally went through. <laughs> <laughs> Who does she think she is? That big time bitch. I'm gonna get her. Is that an actual one? No, 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 no. She's not calling. Oh my god. No, no, no. Becky Lynch, on the other hand, is fucking amazing. Becky Lynch is better. Oh, are you gonna cry? I made you cry, didn't I? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Liv, remember when you went away and I said you're going to be WWE Raw Women's Champion and then you didn't do it? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Where's the thing? Like, Becky tried in that match to make her look good. She really did try. It's just... She's not ready. That's okay. It's not that You know who's the most upset about this? It's Slack, and it's great. I mean, kudos to her for being in the spot and kudos to WWE for trying something different. But it's like, this is what happens. You don't build a division. It's not you know working. what I yes, want K. to Murphy. happen? Yes, K. Murphy. So, quick sideboard. So I need this. So you know the rule where you can go to the opposite brand four times a year? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, the rule they break all so, the time, sure. Yeah. I want Charlotte Flair with her title to challenge Liv Morgan. And I want Liv and Charlotte to go for the main event for the title. And I want Liv Morgan to lose. I also want this to happen on Slack's birthday. That's a lot of wishes. Yeah. You want, you want Jeff Hardy to be the ref too? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. You want CM Punk to be the ring announcer? Could <laughs> imagine watching on Slack's birthday his favorite wrestler defeat his least favorite wrestler defeat his favorite wrestler? 
that actually is all right. Okay, I'm I'm sold on that point. Mm-hmm. I will. I am sold. I, I on love pay per view. <laughs> on on, on Slack's birthday. Yeah, what is his birthday, anyways? I think it's like July. I don't. Know. So... When Slack's giving this year, we kind of change it every year. I don't know. We'll, we do we'll figure it, it out. <laughs> we'll do it on day one. <laughs> day one Slack's giving. Day one Slack's giving. Wait a minute. Hold on. We might have to do that. <laughs> I'll make a logo. Please, please. Dude. If you can make me a logo, we will do we will do a day one Slack Maybe we'll do like a Slack's giving one the first time Slack. ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. That'd be great. Speaking of which, on the other side of the coin here on the, the SmackDown women's division has a lot yeah. of potential. They're stacked over there. Tony Storm being embarrassed with pie in the face. Well, not I'm not talking about the pie thing, but you have at least you have something different there with Tony and Charlotte, which I think will be a tons better match. Um, well, so Becky, here's the thing uh, with Tony Storm. Her character is just went from actually a character to just generic. Like, what is wrestler. what is what is Tony Storm's character other than she's just a creative wrestler in 2K21? Like, there's no. Nothing is nothing to her. And that kind of goes back to my point with NXT. There is no point in watching NXT anymore. There is no point. Because when they if they get to the main roster without being released, they're mm. either going to get to the main roster and get released or get to the main roster and have their character change completely. Yeah. So there's no, I feel it's like NXT to me is just a waste of time at this point. There's no, because look at Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. I mean, granted, Matt Riddle, Rhea Ripley, um, Jamie Priest are all successful. Lacey Evans. But, you know, when I look at Matt Riddle's run in WWE, I didn't miss anything in NXT. He wasn't there that long. Ricochet? No, he, he, didn't, he only, he was there, was he there for like, like a year and a half? Years? Maybe, but Maybe. he didn't really do much. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't. He won the he, I forgot. I forgot he was about the browser weights until he was a fucking shaman <laughs> on NXT. The, he's the shaman for MSK, which is great. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, he's the he's the shaman that MSK has been searching for. Um, oh my god, I was so upset. My hope with, with NXT 2.0 is that with this new vision and direction and athletes and stuff is that their characters, kind of like what they were doing with the original NXT, a la the Shield and the, and the Whites and all of them, that their characters transition over to the roster. To a lot to Raw and SmackDown. They, they don't do that, though. They, they, don't do it all, they have done it, they just don't do it often. Like, at least with Xia they hit a reset button, but they gave her a whole new promo package and actually gave her a character. She is the protector. Yeah, they gave her purpose. And a damn good entrance, too. That entrance is badass. Yeah, it's very believable. And goddamn, she's a smoke show on Instagram. Oh, my God. I fell in love with her all over again. Oh, my God. I saw that entrance. I was like, yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. That's what I'm saying. That that SmackDown Women's Division, you have have Charlotte, Tony, Sasha, Xylee, Shotzi. It's a good division. Yeah. A lot of potential there, for sure. Definitely, for sure. Let's move along from the women and go back to the tag teams because what's old is New Day again. Again? Oh. again? This match fucking I will again. never be sick of this. I will never get sick never. of this. I'm getting there. 
<laughs> it's it's a this is an easy match to predict because Xavier Woods is from Atlanta, so Xavier Woods is losing to the Usos. Yeah. King Woods in the right hand of the King, Kofi Kingston, aka the New Day, versus Jimmy and Jay Uso, because they've been down since day they say it in the song down since day one. Yes, the Usos are winning. Yeah. They have to the win. Usos, this is Usos, their pay-per-view. Usos need to drop the belts in a storyline involving Roman. I don't know if they need to drop just yet. That's what I mean, but yeah, but not yet. But when they do yeah. drop, it has to be in a storyline involving Roman. Yeah. And what Roman does with them is they drop the belts. Exactly. But, like, give the Usos a long-ass run. They deserve it. They've been there long enough. And the New Day is perfect foils for them. If they can stay healthy and sober and and, and, buy, and, and it's yeah, sober too. behind the wheel, I should say. That's well, was... another thing with the Jeff Hardy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't treat the Usos like this. It is just Jeff Hardy. Now let's go back to our normal conversation. I just okay. needed to get that out. It's, all right, no argument there. I mean, you 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 are correct. It's like a for like it's a running joke for the Usos, but like for Jeff, it's kind of just like a sad story. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say it quickly yeah. and not turn into a whole. Like, no, thing, no, you you, know? you you are correct. That that's a great observation. <laughs> Very, very great observation. But yes, the Usos are down since day one is. They're probably being Xavier in his hometown of Atlanta, which probably be a massive pop for him to come back. I'm just happy I can finally tell the difference between Jimmy and Jay. I can finally figure out who's who. It's the hairstyles now, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that one of them had a, one of them had a singles run. It's like, oh, I know you. <laughs> Do you remember when like they would wear like they would wear the face paint on different sides and you still couldn't figure out which one was yep. which? No, I know both fat, <laughs> no idea. No idea. I had one of them associated by the tattoo, but I don't remember anymore. So once again, I'm unsure. Which one? Like Jay's on the left, Jimmy's on the right. Yes, that is correct. Which one's Jimmy? Yes. Which one's Jay? Which one's Dawson? Which one's Dad? Hook is on television. They are sending him. Wow, he's already he is already on dynamite. He went from rampage to dynamite real quick. Um. Well, they're just showing what happened on last week, but. Hook beat CM Punk in t-shirt sales this week. Interesting. Interesting. The first time since my birthday, wow. someone else is the number one t-shirt on pro wrestling tees. This, we're going to talk about Hook in a little bit, but before we get to that, let's go to the final battle of the of literally Ring of Honor's final battle before they decide to come back in April, supposedly, with a brand new Ring of Honor. So this is the final battle of which is what a perfect title for a pay-per-view, but they put on every year anyways. Uh, a lot of crazy things happened. There was a lot of video packages uh, from former Ring of Honor talent like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, the Young Bucks, so on and so forth. Uh, obviously, no WWE talent could provide video packages for Ring of Honor. Uh, but you also had a lot of wild appearances. For instance, Deanna Perazzo, the Impact uh, Women's Champion, or the Knockouts Champion, I think that's what they're called, mm-hmm. over there, uh, came and challenged the Ring of Honor Champion to a future match. Deanna Peraza also probably one of the most underrated, underrated female performers in wrestling. Uh, For sure. You know, uh, John Gresham uh, beat Jay Lethal, who was substituting for Bandito, for the original ROH title. So that was a pretty big thing. Uh, well, biggest thing I think coming out of this, before we talk about Braun Strowman, is FTR showed up at Final Battle to challenge the Briscoes. 
And oh my lord, do I I never want to see a tag match more. Yeah, the Briscoes are going straight to AEW. FTR versus oh my the Briscoes. That's incredible. Is going to be, as we would say on the show, a meat slapping majesty of a match. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the show, obviously, some big ass bald guy who dates Raquel Gonzalez, named formerly known as Braun Strowman now known as Titan, showed up along with EC3 to beat up a lot of the younger Ring of Honor talent. Yo, I'm just shocked Ring of Honor had $10,000 to pay his booking fee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, yeah, so EC3 and Braun Strowman are aligned, and what a lot of people don't know is that also this other guy is aligned with them as well. He goes by the name of Killer Cross again these days, formerly Carrion Cross, and they seem to be they seem to be forming a super roided up faction known as Control Your Narrative. Uh, obviously, Cross. Wow, the- that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> that does not roll the tongue at all. <laughs> I don't like that. So obviously Cross cannot appear until his non-compete clause is out, but it's they seem to have formed some sort of alliance. Uh, EC3, ever since his release last year, has been doing a lot of with Impact Wrestling, putting on actual matches, and more so a lot of cinematic matches where he can control the narrative. <laughs> so, Dude, it's just three people that no one cares about joining a group that no one's going to care about on a TV show no one's going to watch. This looks like the corner for this looks like the cover for Human Centipede Four. Great line, Fretz. Great line. Um, who knows what they're gonna do with this? I have seen some EC3 cinematic stuff, and it's actually kind of good. But what are you gonna do with it? Like, are we are we showing up on AEW? Probably not. <laughs> um, AEW knows better. I don't. Care about <laughs> AEW's like, listen, we're going after Johnny and Kyle. You guys can just you guys can control your narrative some of the fuck else. <laughs> They're gonna be on impact, obviously. Um, but who knows where else they'll show up at? It's a formidable trio if they can get their shit together. <laughs> the one person they're was... missing is Enzo Amore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't tell you. Started with MLW. No, you don't know. Not about wrestling. I was on Tinder today, and You'll I found a profile. Enzo. I'm assuming it's a catfish, but in case it's not, I swiped right. It was all pictures of Enzo Amore. I mean, that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I, we did we did find Braun Strowman's on that. We did find that was real. Yeah. No, I thought Enzo Amore had a girlfriend, which is why I'm unsure. I don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean shit to Enzo. <laughs> I guess. Remember when Enzo dated Liv Morgan for a hot second? Oh, he did. Yeah. Could you imagine? Liv Morgan dated a lot of guys for a hot second in that company. (laughs) That is IWTV written all over it. Control your narrative. The IWTV special produced by EC3, (laughs) Carrion Cross, and Titan. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know what we're going to do with these guys, but good luck to them. Whatever. I mean, Carrion Cross is nothing. Our Killer Cross is nothing without Scarlet, so. Who's already doing her own bookings again? I forgot that she can actually wrestle as well. So good luck to all of them. Now on to our future shock and the future of wrestling, according to AEW, and the guy who got the biggest pop of the night next to MJF last week, 
It's Hook. Shocking. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. No, I, I, I shit you not, Will. We were in the suite, and Kay and I were like, how is this motherfucker Hook getting the big, the second biggest pop of the night? Well, oh, it was really fun. Long though. Island, because Taz is from New York. I didn't know Hook was Taz's son. How? I just didn't. He looks like when you when you actually look at him, he does kind of look like Taz's son. I it's, see it's, it now. It's because like people think Taz is black. No, he's a Sicilian. No, I know Taz is Italian as fuck, but like, well, they Wait, bill is Hook is. <laughs> they bill Hook from being from St. Mark's Place instead of from Long Island. So I was like, hmm, New York boy. That's why he's here. Where's Taz from? He's not from Yonkers. Tommy Dream is from Yonkers. No, uh, he's from Red Hook. That's right. Hence why his son's name is Hook. Ah, that can't be. <laughs> his real name can't be Hook. No, his real name is not Hook. I, I don't gonna, think. I'm going to look it up. I don't think his real name is Hook. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> but Hook Can you imagine it's actually Hook? Like, no last name. Just Hook. Sent. His name is Tyler Cole. Uh, I'd, I'd, call, I'd call myself Hook, too. He Fuck looks him. like a Tyler, not going to lie. He does. He looks like Tom Holland went bad. <laughs> it's, it's like it's Tom Holland got the venom in him. <laughs> Dude, this kid was born May 4th, 1999. Oh yeah, no, he's he's, uh, he's, uh, he's that's disgusting. Young. He came out to, he came out to Action Bronson was his theme. That's pretty great. Um It was really good. It was perfect. Dude, do, I, do, perfect. I, do I need to become a fan of Hook? Is that what's gonna happen? You, oh, I'm obsessed. He's he 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 wrestled clean. He was very he's very clean in the ring, um, and he hit the transmission as his finisher. Classic. Yeah, everybody knows what's up. Now Hook's got a Hook's got a huge future in wrestling, but how high does the ceiling go? And that's our discussion for Future Shock this week. Um, he's a fucking star. Hook. Be- All right, my Future Shock. Hook breaks CM Punk's undefeated streak. Stop it. Yeah, you stop it right now. <laughs> um, I'll say that's wow, Kay. That's a lot that's a lot for you to say. Yeah. I know. Um, if he can keep this momentum going, if t-shirt sales keep going and the crowd's behind him and his matches are solid, I say he takes uh that that TNT championship off of Sammy by the end of Q1. What do you do with the TNT championship when you guys want to move to TBS permanently? Is it still the TNT still championship? Yeah, they're keeping it at the TNT, TNT championship. championship. Okay. I, I don't it, know. What's up? Isn't eight Rampage going to be on TNT still? But Yeah, I think, eight, I think Rampage Dynamite, is on TNT. But Dynamite is on TBS. Yeah, Dynamite's on TBS. Yeah. I don't know about Hook's ceiling yet because I haven't heard him speak. Yeah, that's an issue. Like, I... I like, but also, he's like twenty. Would you give a twenty-two-year-old a microphone? I'd give him Bill Alfonso. That's what I would do. <laughs> this like Taz had back in the days. Give him Bill Alfonso, that fucking whistle. Mister Fretz's future shock. Enzo swipes right. Please. Could you imagine? Hook wins the FTW title. Meat slapping majesty. Honestly, if Enzo win, if Enzo swipes right on you, and that's like the real Enzo, we're gonna have to play that all the time. If Enzo Amore is swiping right on me and is in fact real, Love and War is coming back immediately. No, first date, he's a guest on the podcast. It has to be. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, I need the boy's approval before I can date him. 
What, for Enzo? You're not getting that yeah. from me. <laughs> I know that man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have him on the show and see how he does. Well, came with <laughs> face tattoos, a backwards hat saying bada boom all the time. <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> we would get married and the song would be Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> my God. But yeah, my, my thing with Hook is that I need to see him. I need to hear him speak or give him a mouthpiece. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you want to have him as a world beater but just doesn't speak because he's just young as fuck and he don't trust him with the mic. <laughs> what if he has, like, a high-pitched voice? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys, I'm Hook. My name's Hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to beat you up, Sammy. <laughs> I've got you. <laughs> oh, man. I don't – oh, that would be, that'd be such a – such a downer. <laughs> Such a downer. So disappointing. <laughs> but I do like the support they were getting from his kid hook. Like I said, he looked great in the ring. He was good. He I want to cool. see him against Jungle Boy. <laughs> he's he's still got a I think he's got a high ceiling from what I saw. I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy's gonna be good. He's got a look. Like I said, he just needs the he just needs got the a backstory. crowded roster though. That's the problem. Yeah, he's got to mm-hmm. go through a lot of people, but he's also like twenty-two. He's a baby. He'll be yeah. He'll be he'll be twenty-three in May. Yeah, he's got time. He can slowly build his way up. You just don't want him to get like. You know, I wouldn't put the rocket shop to him just now. He's still got to like. I wouldn't say pay his dues, but you got to make your way up. Then you got to earn that spot. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got dues to pay. He's got he's yeah. got checks to cash. That's for sure. Yeah, you're not. I mean, you can have all the potential in the world, but you are still 22. A lot of that roster is young. Sammy's like 24. Darby's like 26. Yeah, MJF's got, like 25. He's got time to kill <laughs> for the most part. He's got time to get, but the good thing about it is he doesn't have to be featured on AEW all the time. We know he's selling like crazy. Or Darby's 28. You know, he can also go. He can also go to the Indies now too, since he's not like mm-hmm. exclusive contract, and get a lot of uh, training that way too as well. Wow, Darby Allen's real name Samuel Ratch. Ooh, Ratch, R A T S C H, Ratch. Ratch at Tui. The rat yeah. of all my dreams. <laughs> Don't talk about Enzo like that. All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> all right, if that's all we have for future talk. Let's we are all, we are done. We yeah, MJF's twenty five. Okay, his name is Maxwell T. Friedman. That's actually yeah. MTF. It's MTF. Yeah, MJF sounds a lot better. It does. Yeah. So that's all we have this week for the show. Uh, we're about to get ready for our post show because we covered a lot this week. Jeff Hardy, Johnny, KO, Kyle, NIL, War Games. We covered a lot of shit this week. It was we a good did. Show. Sammy's twenty eight. Good fun show. Will still looking up people's ages is great. Stephen Waltz uh, is thirty. That's Adam Page. I was like, who's hell Stephen Waltz? It's like Adam Page. Okay. Uh, Orange Cassidy is James Kip- Kipperly. Uh, thirty. He's thirty seven. Holy what? No way. Orange Cassidy's thirty seven. May fourth, nineteen eighty four. I thought he was like wow. thirty one. Hey, born in New Jersey, <laughs> Stewartsville. Freshly squeezed. Wow. Trained by Chris Hero. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised with that at all. All right, so let's get the show on the road. Will, are you ready to uh, cue up our outro music? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, if you're watching live with us right now, don't go too far. We, go, we are going to have our man. We are going to have our post show full with tweets from a couple weeks ago, but I never changed, which is great. So thank you guys for sticking around. <laughs> See this. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to episode 275 of the Kings of the Rings podcast, These Rebel Hearts. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs, Kings of the Rings podcast. Find us at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us some five-star reviews. Um, listen to us wherever you listen to us on all of your streaming podcast services, such like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon Music. Just name a few. Subscribe to us by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio and follow Wrestle Addict Radio's uh, social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. The links to all of our stuff are in the description below, including the links to some of these fat feeds by Midnight Music themselves. So as we go along this uh, travel trove of this outro, I will tell you right now, this is probably our final real show of the year because next week, we're just going to talk about the best stuff and all the fun stuff that we had done this past week and past night. So, until then, Terror Shock, what you got me? Are we doing the uh, the Kinger Awards? What the fuck it's we call them? It's not the Kinger, damn it. <laughs> I know, I used to get the fuck you piss you off. the Crown Jewels. Are we doing the Crown Jewel Awards or the King's Crown Awards or King's Colony or King's Court or whatever the fuck the Undertaker Awards? I don't know. Are we doing those? <laughs> Are we doing them because... Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> we're, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. Dinner. We'll figure it out. But we'll, right, we're gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be a best of show next week. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun. Next all week. right, Tease and Thomas, A R A S H U K. First name William Maxwell Friedman. Um, <laughs> that's my actual first name. Actually, the M- uh, MJF's middle name, the T, it stands for Tara Shock. T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K <laughs> across all social channels, except Twitter. I deleted that shit a while ago. Um, You're missing out. Yeah, yeah, am I, though? I still have the work when I can go and look on. It's kind of embarrassing, but, you know, what are you going to do about mm. it? Kay Murphy, how are you, my love? Hello, hello. Um, I'm exhausted because... That's just life. And <laughs> you can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T H E K A E Murphy. I'm also trying to find freelance voiceover gigs. So if y'all want yeah. me to do voiceover for you, get in my DM for work or something out. There you go. Yes, and there's that crappy Jericho music again. Fuck you. <laughs> it's so good. I listen to this it's, regularly. It is it is horrible. Anyway, folks, when we come back next week, obviously we are gonna do a best of show where we talk about the best of wrestling and maybe also the worst wrestling in twenty twenty one and all that fun stuff in between. Maybe we'll do award show nominations, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just kick back, relax, and just shoot the shit with a lot of you guys. We'll see what happens. But until then folks, goodbye, good night, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all of that fun shit, and we will see you next week for the final time this year. Also, don't forget folks, post show coming up soon. <laughs>